This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Alrighty, this is the Celtics Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tuptabai, joined by Alex Goldberg and Dr. Justin Quinn. The Celtics have a new coach, they have a new Al Horford, and I have two brand new fillings, so if I sound a little mumbly, it's because I can't feel anything below my nose right now. So, Alex, Justin, how you doing? I've been driving way too much the past couple of days, so I'm tired from that, but other than that, I'm fine. Well, it looks like we are a week or two away from having vaccinations from my age group here in Mexico City, and I right. probably need all the cavities you have and then some filled. So uh, <laughs> as weird as it might sound, I'm a little envious of your situation. Yeah, I can't imagine envying this, but I suppose the alternative is worse. Uh, Mazel on the future vaccination. That's pump- That's awesome. I'm pumped for you. So uh, this is not a podcast about my teeth or Justin's teeth or Alex's trips to Rhode Island. Although if you liked the music at the top of the podcast, Alex plays bass for the band Divine Sweater. And that's what is bringing him down to Rhode Island for super secret band practice. Uh, But presumably you're here uh, to listen to us talk about the Celtics. So let's do exactly that. We're going to start with Mr. Ime Udoka, the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. At the time of this recording, I don't believe the details of his contract with the team have been announced, but I'm sure that will be soon enough. This is Boston's 18th coach, but since the early 2000s, it's just been the Doc Rivers and Brad Stevens show. So barring kind of a disaster, I suspect Doka will be around for a while. So let me swing it to you because your mouths aren't numb. Uh, Alex, what was your immediate reaction to the hiring and now almost a day removed? Have your thoughts changed at all? Uh, I was extremely pumped to see that Ime had been formally announced as the head, as the head coach going forward. Uh, if For loyal listeners, if you listened to me in the last episode and the episode before that and the episode before that, mm-hmm. you'll know that I was beating the drum pretty hard for the Celtics to hire Udoka. Uh, he has a ton of experience as an assistant under Greg Popovich, which is always a plus. Um, He is currently an assistant for the Brooklyn Nets and has a lot of, well, not He's not currently. (laughs) Was this past season. And uh, I'm very excited about the possibility of running some of the Kevin Durant sets for Jason Tatum. Um, Udoka is respected uh, by a wide variety of intelligent people in the league, and most crucially, he has the endorsement of the Celtics cornerstone players going forward. So I am thrilled. My thoughts haven't changed at all from the previous podcast. I am really excited to enter the Udoka era. And the last thing I'll say is that I'm especially thrilled that the Celtics are 
making a very serious and dedicated commitment to having only attractive people in the organization <laughs> going forward. Uh, folks, if you haven't taken a look at Ime Udoka, just, just do a quick Google search on me and uh, on him and let me know what you find because that's a good looking man right there. Just to round it out, he's married to the actress Nia Long, so uh, I don't think they have kids yet, but I, that is a good looking couple. Um, Hard-hitting analysis from the Celtics lab. Justin, what are your thoughts on Udoka? Well, keeping in with the hard-hitting analysis, he doesn't just have the backing of the Jays and Marcus Smart from their time on Team USA uh, almost two years ago now. Wow. Um, <laughs> but he, he also uh, got the endorsement of Al Horford in the presser, which we can talk more about shortly. Mm-hmm. I'm wicked happy that they, they brought this guy on. Um one of my editors uh, passed a very old interview with one of his teammates from the Nigerian national team of how they basically fought their way out of a hostile arena after beating the Algerian national team. And if you haven't had a chance to find it, whether it's my, my take on it or any of the several others that are out there, just look up Nigerian national team fight in Ime Udoka. It's quite a tale. Yeah. Udoka is the first uh, Nigerian national to coach in the NBA, I believe, which is pretty exciting to break barriers in that way. We've talked about him before, and I'm sure anyone who's listening kind of knows his background. He's a former player. He kind of grinded on in the international circuit as well. He has been an assistant with the Spurs, with the Sixers, when Al Horford was with the Sixers, and most recently with the Nets. So he's going to bring kind of a wealth of experience, hopefully, to the team. Uh, I have been really pumped about kind of the offense that he can bring to the Celtics because, again, he's worked with the Nets and he's worked with the Spurs, and the Celtics probably won't have a traditional point guard, although maybe Marcus Smart would say that he is a traditional point guard. I don't know. Uh, But Adoka also really has strong defensive chops. Justin, can you talk to us about kind of what we know about his philosophies on defense? I'm actually just getting familiar with him myself, so I can't really speak on him too much. But, but again, bringing up Al Horford, Al had plenty to say about um, how he spent time working with him and that he was always a consummate professional. They spent a lot of time working with him on, on defense when, when they were together in Philadelphia. So I'm really curious to see, with Al Horford now back in the fold, uh, how that is going to affect the Celtics, who admittedly were not a very good defensive team when Al Horford was gone, uh, particularly last season. I mean, they really fell off a cliff. And I think that is probably a big part of the reason why both of them are on the Celtics roster now. Again, he spent seven years with the Spurs as an assistant. So he has seen uh, a team that reimagined its identity several times with the same pieces. So uh, it doesn't look like, and actually, Alex, I'm curious your thoughts. The fact that Smart was so heavily consulted here or at least it's been reported as such, suggests to me that the team isn't looking to make monumental changes to the core of the roster. Uh, Alex, that's a thumbs up out of you. Can you tell us more about how you feel about that and how Udoka fits into that? Yeah, well, I think it's just another endorsement that uh, Marcus Smart is considered one of the core guys for this team going forward. Um, And I think that that likely means that you could see a Marcus Smart extension happening either this offseason or next offseason. I don't necessarily think that it shuts the door on Marcus Smart then being traded after that extension is signed, particularly if 
that's the only way to acquire a third star player. But I do think it indicates that at the very least, Marcus is going to be a part of this team for next year and probably more. I also think that it probably ups the chances that the Celtics are, and they've openly stated that they want to do this, but that they're uh, intent on re-signing Evan Fournier. Uh, I think if you're starting Marcus Smart as your point guard, you probably need Evan Fournier or somebody like Evan Fournier to start at the two to provide additional spacing and playmaking. So uh, the Udoka hiring has me feeling uh, that it's highly likely that the Celtics opening night starters for next season are going to be Marcus Smart, Evan Fournier, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford. Um, I will be interested to see what this means for the bench. Uh, as we mentioned before, Udoka is, uh, he's got some offensive chops, but he really has a rep as being a defensive-minded coach. The Celtics bench was not a defensive-minded bench last season. So I'll be interested to see, because I, I think that's likely where you're going to be seeing the biggest uh, remaining roster changes for this team going forward is who's going to be filling out that bench. But uh, I think... Udoka coming back in means that Smart, Jalen, and Jason are here to stay for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it certainly sounds like that's the case. There's nothing, of course, wrong with that. It should be noted for any national analysts who are a little confused, Udoka is not the first black coach that the Boston Celtics have had. They've had quite a few, uh, going back to Bill Russell, who broke that barrier many moons ago. But uh, I do think it is important that the Celtics hired a black man as a coach. I think that that's something that the players made abundantly clear that that is important to them. And what, again, whether or not it's fair or whatever, if, if people want to litigate that BS, it may mean something to the players. And so this is a hire that is going to make the team happy. And that's ultimately the most important thing. And perhaps an Al Horford hinted at this in his press conference today, perhaps it will make players who don't currently play for the Celtics more interested in playing in Boston than they otherwise would be. Uh, So let's talk about maybe that, but also talk about Al Horford, who, among other things, in his press conference this morning said, you know, I think Boston is a really great place to play. I think that people are going to want to come play here. Justin, can you tell us more about kind of the quick hits about uh, from the, the Al Horford press conference, and then perhaps we'll break down how much it matters that Udoka is a non-white coach. Sure. So, as far as the, the Horford presser goes, jumping back to Brad Stevens' first presser in the role of president of basketball operations, the recurring theme was cap flexibility, cap flexibility, cap flexibility. And for Horford, Horford is so happy to be here. He, it, was, it was very evident. He, he kept repeating it. He would work it into almost every question. This mm-hmm. is not something he's saying just to endear himself. He is genuinely happy to be back. And I think uh, the fans are genuinely happy to see him back. He was also very supportive of the younger players. He talked about going into the practice facility, seeing a lot of the younger guys there. He talked about how Jason Tatum and Rob Williams uh, in particular reached out to him upon hearing the trade. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, and he sounded very excited to be working with him too. He did not, I want to emphasize, want to talk very much about when he left Boston. You know, he he really shut that down pretty quickly, um, saying it was in the past. Uh, he he brushed off talk about his time in Philadelphia as well. Uh, he basically framed it as a learning experience, and you know, again, he's just very very happy 
to be with the Celtics. He really, he was talking about how he wants to finish what he started in terms of chasing Banner 18, which was sold to him when mm-hmm. he came back, when he initially came to the franchise in 2016. And then how he's looking at it as unfinished business. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have every reason to believe he at least has one or two more years of gas in the tank, at least as a playmaker, as a floor spacer, and as a leader. As a defender, I'm not sure, but that remains to be seen. Uh, and yeah, it's the love that he has for Boston is really astounding. The whole Horford family, it seems like. And whatever, he made a ton of money going to Philadelphia. Good for him. Sorry that it took him two years to get back here, but I hope that a lot of us would have done the same thing because loyalty to a silly basketball team versus making generational wealth, you know, one is probably more important than the other. Alex, I know that we've talked about Al Horford as a basketball player and the X's and O's, but any thoughts hearing about the press conference, hearing about how pumped he is that you have about Al Horford? Um, Just that I'm really happy that Al is happy to be back. And, uh, you know, we talked last last pod about how um, the Horford move is about cap flexibility primarily, but it's also about culture. Uh, I think for a rookie head coach in Udoka, and while he does have a vast wealth of experience as an assistant, head coach is a different gig. Um, And I think having a really smart seasoned vet in Horford who can be a kind of coach on the floor uh, and who's familiar with uh, the strengths and weaknesses of some of the key players on this team is going to be a really valuable asset for a rookie head coach to be able to rely on. And uh, it's for that reason that, again, you know, I agree with your take that I think Al is, is probably not going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm excited that he's happy to be back. Al is one of my favorite players when he was here. Consummate professional, put in the work, respected leader uh, on and off the court. And uh, I'm really happy that he's back. One thing that I've been hearing a lot in the media is that Horford is not going to be able to play at the four. And I do think that there is some truth that he's not going to be able to play in a starting unit, for example, as a four, except for maybe very rare situation, Philadelphia situations. But he in the presser expressed that he believes he still can play at the four, but is also, thankfully, very happy to play the five if called on as much or as little as needed. So I do think that um, barring... Udoka just not wanting him to play at the four that we will probably see at least a little bit of him, depending on who else is on the floor, uh, functionally playing a four. Until there's a trade, uh, Brown, Time Lord, and Thompson are going to need some minutes. So I think the double big lineup (laughs) is new coach, but we're still going to get the double big lineup. Alex raised an interesting point about Udoka as... Uh, rookie head coach and the type of player Al Horford is. I actually have a quote in front of me from Udoka a few years ago. He's been kind of flirting with this idea of becoming a head coach uh, for a little bit now. And so this is a a quote from, I think, 2019, maybe 2018. Uh, Back before the Knicks hired Tom Thibodeau, Udoka's name had been floated, and Udoka was kind of talking about this at a sports conference. Unfortunately, because of my dentistry, my Udoka impression is probably not going to be as good as it otherwise would be. Uh, He said, I think as head coach, you're looking for professionalism, people you trust with, and you don't have to micromanage. You trust them to do the small things and bring the things to you. You're going to make the final decision. You're dealing dealing with a lot more on your plate 
And that's the challenge you have as a head coach. I'm looking forward to it in the future. So smart might be beyond coaching. Al Horford, I think, is beyond coaching. And the, the Jays are talented enough that I don't know that they need, quote-unquote, micromanaging. So I think Udoka's philosophy uh, is going to gel really nicely with this team. I'm toying with the idea of naming of Udoka naming Marcus Smart captain, but that's a conversation for a different day. But I do think there's going to be a lot of player empowerment on this team in a way that I think will be different than Brad Stevens, uh, but not in a way that I think is an indictment of Brad Stevens. I think it'll just be different. Uh, Justin, Alex, any last thoughts on Al Horford or Doka? I got one for you. Without naming names, <laughs> if you make a really stupid comment in the Twitter sphere, just admit it. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about, so I love that. I'm going to go through all of (laughs) yeah well Um, i'll do you one better if you just say something stupid in general you should admit it yeah seriously seems reasonable uh i just want to shout out uh horny celtics twitter i know you do exist and uh i'm I'm really happy for you with the return of uh, al horford and udoka being brought in uh this this is a big moment for you and you should celebrate it if you're a part of that community so congrats I mean, pound for pound, this is definitely the hottest team in the NBA from the front office to the the bench mob. It's just, I don't think, I can't think of a team that even gives them a run for their money, quite frankly. Uh, Alex's girlfriend just walked through the door, so that comment about horny Celtics Twitter is it's coming from a place of love, not lust. Uh, and on that note, if you love this podcast, please make sure that you subscribe, uh, that you leave us a, a nice five-star comment. And if you head to our Twitter page, you'll notice... We have some t-shirts that you could buy. We're going to be doing our C-laboration giveaway soon, but we're just going to do one for the summer. So be on the lookout for that as well. Udoka, welcome to Boston. Horford, welcome back to Boston. Truly, you're welcome to come on the podcast anytime. Thanks for listening. <laughs>